Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where faith, family, fun, and finance intersect for a purposeful life. I'm Travis, and with my wife, Rebecca, we are here to guide you on a journey towards financial peace and success. Join us as we explore the realms of personal finance, from saving and budgeting to investing and retirement planning. But we don't stop there. We'll also delve into the deeper meaning behind it all, how aligning our faith and finances can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of God. Get ready to transform your mindset, take control of your money, and become a catalyst for change. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the F4 podcast. You guys probably saw on Facebook that I have been sick since Thanksgiving, and here we are on December 1st, 2nd? Second. Today's the 2nd. Uh, so I've had a long bout with laryngitis. So if you notice that my voice sounds different than normal, that is why. We're excited to dive into today's topic and help our listeners navigate challenges of irregular income. It's common struggle for people that are self-employed or, you know, gig work where they do odd jobs, or maybe you're a performer or a musician, maybe you teach lessons. There's a lot of options where you get paid kind of irregularly. And a lot of times that irregularity can be dependent on a lot of factors. Like maybe if it's bad weather, you don't get paid because you're doing uh, horse lessons or riding lessons or something like that. Or maybe you're in an industry like you teach piano lessons to kids. Well, kids get sick a lot and they cancel. And so if you're your policy is that they don't have to pay if they cancel, well, then you're going to end up uh, losing some of that money and maybe not being able to reschedule. So there's a lot of a lot of types of issues that come up with irregular income. So let's start by discussing the nature of irregular income and how it impacts financial stability. We already talked about irregular income as characteristic with self-employed, with gig workers, weather-based jobs, making it challenging to predict how much you'll earn in a month if you're in those positions. And that can make it hard to plan because you can't just say, you know, I make $1,000 a week, for example. One approach that someone can take who has irregular income is averaging their income over a specific period, like six months or a year, to create a more stable income stream for budgeting purposes. And it's probably even more important for a person to do a budget if they have irregular income because it's way less predictable. And so you need to have a plan to deal with that. Averaging your income can provide a clearer picture of what we can expect to earn month to month. It helps to create a realistic budget and not a pie in the sky budget. You know, um, a lot of people want to make their budget based on the best case scenario. And then we all know best case scenario doesn't happen most of the time. And then the budget falls apart because they already missed that top line of the budget, which is your income. So another strategy we can um, adopt is prioritizing your essential expenses. What that means is looking at the bare minimum of what you have to pay for. So your bills, your housing, your food, and then other things that are important to you like savings and discretionary type leisure or future plans. And by adding all of those expenses together, you have a baseline for what income you need to make for that month and each month. 
In addition to budgeting, it's essential to build a reserve fund. I know we've talked a lot about emergency funds, but if you have um, irregular income, it's even more important to have a bigger emergency fund, so to speak, for periods when your income is low. Um, having an emergency fund or a reserve fund acts more like a safety net when your earnings dip unexpectedly and you're able to draw into that to help average out the low months. Yeah, that's especially true and easier to plan for if you have are in a cyclical field, so you know maybe you're not going to get as much work in the winter or the summer or seasonal based on the holidays. You can plan ahead like that. How you calculate what that reserve fund size needs to be is based on your monthly expenses that you added along with the possible lowest income you'll make. They'll make a buffer fund for the difference. Something else you can do is you can develop side hustles or multiple income streams, other ways of making money to help boost your income during those slow periods, especially if it's cyclical, like Becca was saying, and maybe you're like a school teacher where you're off all summer. Maybe you can do, you know, something else, private tutoring or whatever online to subsidize, to subsidize your income and, and make some extra during that time. But be sure to go back and listen to our episode about side hustles because there's a lot of bad side hustles. There's a lot of ones that will take way more time than they pay you or than they're worth. And so you want to be really careful and really look at it because a lot of those side hustles, you end up making less than minimum wage. Yeah. If you're not careful, you would have been better off to just go get a part-time job at McDonald's or whatever. A good idea if you are in a cyclical field, um, Travis is, does parking lot striping and that's basically a summer job when it's rainy and cold. He doesn't get a lot of work. So if you have a job like that, may, and you also maybe can play the guitar and sing, like you could go to coffee shops and do that during the winter. Right. Or, you know, I think what he does is he, he makes sure he sets aside enough to have money in those other months so yeah. that he doesn't have to work and he can have time off. Because, yeah. you know, so you have to choose if your job makes you enough that you're able then maybe you save up enough and just spread it out and budget that. If it doesn't, then you need to do what Becca's saying and find the other way to make money. During the other season. Correct. Like overlap. So yeah, definitely diversifying your income sources. So there's other things, you know, maybe you could um, invest in some rental property or something like that. So you have another stream of income that you're developing and that helps subsidize the variable income that you have. Now that we've discussed several different strategies on how to handle irregular income, it's crucial to also be aware of the potential dangers that it can pose. So things like financial instability, Debt accumulation and difficulty in long-term planning are some of the risks that we'll address. Absolutely. To mitigate these risks, we need to create a realistic budget based on conservative income estimates. I know I mentioned earlier, you know, most people take best case scenario. What you really should be doing is trying to live on near worst case scenario uh, in terms of your budgeting and then make all your expenses work with that. And if they don't, maybe you're going to have to cut some expenses somewhere or you're going to have to get more income somewhere. So practice uh, being frugal during the periods of high income to build that financial buffer, your emergency fund, and then also consider insurance options for income protections during unforeseen circumstances. So that could be, you know, like disability insurance or um, death and dismemberment type insurance where it covers you if you, you know, lose an arm and you're unable to work for a while or whatever the case may be, you know, that's unique to people's industry. So I'm not going to go too deep into that. It's also important 
to track your finances diligently when dealing with irregular income. Utilizing budget apps, spreadsheets, or even a piece of paper can really help put in perspective and give you a good picture of the overall situation that you're having. Right. It needs to be on purpose, on paper. We've talked about that a lot. When we say that, I don't literally mean on paper, but I mean not in your head. Yeah. It needs to be either in some software or on paper. Um, that way it's visible and you're looking at it on the regular so that you can stay focused and make sure that you're achieving your goals. So regularly review and adjust your budget if you need to. And, and we've talked about that before as well. Being flexible and adaptable is key. If you miss the budget, you need to relook at it and make the math work and then figure out, is it, is it realistic? Mm-hmm. Is it sustainable? Can you actually do that? So if managing irregular income feels overwhelming, don't hesitate to seek professional guidance or other people you might know, friends, family who kind of have similar situations who can give you advice. Um, financial advisors can provide valuable insight and specific tailored advice to your unique circumstance. Yeah, we're currently coaching some people that have irregular income, and so we've had to help them really take a look at their budgets and see what's realistic and what works for them. And so far, that's been very beneficial, I think. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. We hope that you found these budgeting strategies and tips for dealing with irregular income helpful. Remember, perseverance and flexibility are key in navigating the challenges of irregular income. Implement the strategies we talked about today, adapt them to your specific situation, and be consistent. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the F4 Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you get all the latest episodes. And please leave us a review and tune in next time for more insights on all things faith, family, fun, and finance. Take care. Bye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the F4 Podcast. Remember, it's not just about the dollars and cents, but about building the kingdom of God in every aspect of your life. We hope you've gained valuable insights on how to navigate the world of personal finance while prioritizing faith, family, and fun. Take what you've learned today and apply it with intentionality. Together, let's sow seeds of financial wisdom and make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who are seeking financial peace and a higher purpose. Until next time, keep living F4, prioritizing faith, family, fun, and finance.